Tonight is our first America First War Room. Uh, this is the American greatness that uh, we're going to continue to talk about uh, all kind of things going forward. And this is the first podcast. We look to have guests on. We look to be talking uh, with people across the nation about our country and the Make America Great movement. But tonight, let's talk about what happened yesterday and what's going to be happening over the next uh, few days and few weeks. Uh, as you know, uh, Republicans expected a red wave, and we're not. That's not even close. Uh, was it a Republican victory? Could be. Uh, looks like we're going to take the House. Uh, as far as the Senate. Uh, if things stay the way they are today, uh, the Senate gets back to a 50-50. But that's really going to come down to, it looks like in December, uh, there'll be a runoff in Georgia. Uh, as I say, as of today, there's not 50.1 for either of those candidates. And the race for the majority in the Senate will really most likely come down to Georgia. Now, that means that uh, Republicans have to win in Nevada with Laxall, and uh, he is winning right now, but there's still a lot of votes uh, that are being counted. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting, as I say. But it was not a tsunami, uh, that's for sure. Uh, the other real issue uh, is the House. We will take the House, most likely. But here's the interesting thing. Uh, I served in the House, the, one of the largest waves ever, 20. 10 is, is that election. So in 2011, 64 Republicans were elected. We had a 29-seat majority. And it was still very difficult to get things done. Uh, the one thing I got to give Nancy Pelosi credit for is she had a four- or five-seat majority, but she got all of her Democrats to vote for everything. Uh, that will not be as easy for Kevin McCarthy, who most likely will be the next Speaker of the House. The real issue for Kevin uh, uh, McCarthy is that uh, he also uh, supported, uh, in the Republican primaries, he supported many candidates against some of the candidates who won last night. So there will be some issues there. Uh, Kevin uh, McCarthy will have some fences to mend, uh, but it is going to be a very difficult majority for Kevin McCarthy because Republicans do not come together like Democrats do. So that'll be interesting, uh, especially when it comes to things like the debt ceiling. Uh, that'll be an issue uh, that's definitely going to be coming up. Uh, I would say that Nancy Pelosi set Republicans up for that. They're going to have to make a decision on the debt ceiling, and they're going to have the majority. One thing I learned when I was in Congress is uh, the majority makes the decisions. The minority uh, sits back and watches. And if uh, the Democrats are in the minority next year in the House, which it appears they will be, uh, the Republicans are going to have to make uh, the decision on that crucial uh, issue. Uh, but let's talk about, um, you know, some of the races. You've got Herschel Walker and uh, Warnock in a, in a dead heat. Um, Nevada is far from over. Uh, Arizona and Wisconsin haven't been officially called, uh, but it does look like uh, Kelly's going to win in Arizona. Um, it also looks like Johnson's probably going to win in Wisconsin. So we're going to come down to Nevada and, uh, and Georgia, and both of those races will determine 
who ends up with the majority in the Senate. Some of the interesting races, though, in the House that some of you might not be aware of, uh, in Colorado, Boebert, um, many people know Boebert. She's the, uh, the, the House member who carries a gun, big Second Amendment uh, person, big, strong Second Amendment person. She's actually losing in her race uh, as we speak, but it's a very close race, so we don't know where that's going. In Alaska, for many of you remember, Sarah Palin, uh, she's losing and, and most likely will lose. Uh, New York, a very interesting race because the head of the DCCC, uh, uh, Sean Maloney, uh, somebody I know, somebody I served with, uh, a Democrat, who thought, you know, he wasn't going to have any problems. It looks like he's going to be defeated by a Republican. So in that race, you have a Republican uh, representative actually taking down one of the leadership candidates in the uh, Democrat uh, Congress. So that's interesting. And in Arizona, uh, people won't know this name, but Swikert. Swikert's an individual that I actually served with, um, a Republican. He's losing. Uh, which is kind of interesting because he's been around since 2011 as well. So there are a lot of interesting races throughout the country. Uh, many of you won't know the names. I do know them. But it does look like the uh, the House, as of tonight, is still uncertain as to how many, uh, how many seats Republicans will get in the majority. So... Interesting that uh, it's interesting to see that this wave that everybody was talking about um, will not be coming. Let's let's talk a little bit about. I'm going to be looking down at my notes because uh, things are changing all the time. But uh, I tell you, there were three great key races for, for Republicans. DeSantis in Florida had an overwhelming win and actually uh, flipped. Miami-Dade County to Republican. Uh, that's a really important because he lost that area uh, four years ago and he turned it Republican. So Florida, which is now all Republican and all statewide Republican candidates, has definitely turned red under DeSantis. Uh, Kemp and Abbott, also two Republicans, one-handedly. Uh, and what's interesting about all three of those Republican candidates is all three of them did not close down their states. And all three of those candidates um, have states that are booming and growing and have economies that are growing, even in bad times that we have today uh, with the Biden administration. It's, it's interesting to see that Republicans really came out and supported three governors who didn't shut down the state. Now, on reverse side, in Ohio, my state, uh, Governor DeWine also one overwhelmingly, and he was one of those that did shut down the state. But the numbers are kind of interesting, even in that race. Um, what's, what is surprising is that in 2022, this year so far, and these are not official, uh, that his opponent, Whaley, only got 1.497 million votes, uh, which that's that has to be a pure base because Whaley is a horrible candidate a horrible Democratic candidate. And it shows because all the other statewide Democrats that ran against Republicans, and by the way, we had a Republican sweep in Ohio, all of the other 
Democrats that uh, that ran against the other statewides, their average vote count, their average vote count for the Democrats was 1.615. So um, Nan Whaley actually underperformed all of the other statewide candidates, which also is interesting is that in 2018, uh, Governor DeWine uh, was was running against uh, another candidate, uh, a Democrat candidate who wasn't very popular, but that candidate got uh, 2,070,000 votes. So almost 572,000 more votes uh, than Nan Whaley got. So Nan Whaley actually lost almost 600,000 votes compared to her Democrat counterpart who ran in 2018, which shows you what a horrible bench um, Democrats have in Ohio. And I think that's that's the real key. I mean, there was nobody in Ohio on the Democrat side that stood out except for Tim Ryan, and, and even Tim Ryan lost. Um, Ohio clearly is moving toward a Republican-leaning state, but we always have to be careful in Ohio because there are so many independents who really make the decisions. Um, so it's going to be interesting going forward. We're going to have some interesting races to watch uh, across our country. Um, you know, House Republicans hopes for early victories, to give you an example, in Virginia, uh, they won just one of three competitive races held by de Democrat incumbents. In North Carolina, Bo Hines, uh, um, a, a, a much ballyhooed candidate in the central part of the state, lost to a Democrat opponent. Uh, Alan Funk, a Rhode Island Republican who became the darling of the Republican leadership up there, lost to a Democrat. So, I mean, you start to look at some of these races, you say, Hey, really, what did happen? In Texas, uh, Gonzalez beat uh, uh, Flores in the 34th district. Uh, that was not expected. Uh, you know, the Democrat Gonzalez, Hen Henry Cuellar, a Democrat, actually cruised a victory over Casey Garcia, which was not expected. Uh, so those two Democrat victories flew in the face of the narrative that Latino voters in South Texas would deliver a red wave. It didn't happen. The red wave just really did not happen. Republicans and independents stayed home in many cases. Um, in Ohio, uh, we did have some losses, though, in, in the congressional races. What's interesting about Ohio, Ohio has used to have 16 congressional seats. It now has 15. It used to be 12-4 Republican. It is now 10-5. Uh, uh, Democrats were actually able to defeat long-term uh, incumbent and friend of mine, Steve Shabbat, down in the Cincinnati area. Uh, they also were able to hold off uh, and win uh, a seat up in the Toledo area with Marcy Kaptur, who was running. Uh, and, and that was an R plus four or five district. Uh, but uh, J.R. Majewski actually lost. That's the ninth district. And then, of course, another shocker, in the 13th district, which was Tim Ryan's old district, Emily C uh, Sykes actually defeated Madison Gesiato. Um, so those were some setbacks in Ohio. We lost uh, three uh, seats 
that were anticipated to be Republican wins and Democrats uh, held one, won the open seat, and then defeated an incumbent. So in Ohio, it's just not all red, um, and we have to be cautious of that. Uh, it uh, and, and the congressional seats show that. Some of the most vulnerable House Democrats uh, in the country, Abigail uh, Spanberger in Virginia to Representative Elisa Slotkin in uh, Michigan, along with Representative Angie Craig in Minnesota, Representative Chris Pappas in New Hampshire, and Representative Frank Murren in Indiana um, are all in very tight races, but they haven't been called against them yet, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, Adam Frisch uh, is uh, 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 down two points in the third district in the western part of the state in Colorado. So those are names people might not know, but it just gives you a sprinkling of what's going on. Uh, the full story of what happened yet in California, New York, Oregon, Arizona, and Nevada, uh, where Republicans were confident of unseating definite incumbents isn't known yet because there's still a lot of votes to be counted. You know, uh, the case though for Republicans, which I think is positive, is laid out early, was laid out early this morning and the GOP will pick up seats, uh, two in Arizona, three in Florida, one in Georgia, three in New York, one in Oregon, two in Texas, and a smattering of other states en route to victory in the mid-20s. So again, this falls short of the historic, this is a key though, this all falls short of a historic presidential first midterm elections. Normally, the first midterm election for a sitting president is a bad election for their party. And in this case, uh, you know, President Biden will lose the majority in the House, it appears, it appears, and it's not for certain, but not by an overwhelming amount, which uh, many people expected. And he still might have the Senate in his hands if it ends up 50-50 with, uh, you know, Harris breaking the tie. So I think uh, Democrats, for the most part, won seats in Ohio, Texas, and Michigan. Uh, They were leading in some races in Arizona and California and Colorado. It would be pickups to cut into the GOP majority. It's going to be an interesting next few weeks. Um, I do think we're going to have some governor candidates that will come in. Uh, Arizona with uh, uh, Lake, she's still uh, very close, but she is down. And uh, I'm trying to look here at some of the other ones. Yeah, Hobbs, 50.9 as we speak. Lake's 49.1. So she is uh, losing right now, but still plenty of votes to come in. In the end, I think what we're going to find is the wave didn't occur. We still have a divided country. uh, And we need to get uh, the MAGA movement, the Make America Great movement, uh, moving forward throughout our country. And that's really what the American Greatness uh, Fund and PAC are all about. We are going to continue to pro- promote uh, the Make America, uh, American Greatness model, uh, many of the policies of President Trump uh, we believe in. We're going to continue to push those. We do have a big announcement potentially coming from, uh, you know, former President Trump next week, uh, whether he enters the race or not. 
it'll be interesting. He uh, he now has to look at some of the people he endorsed. I mean, a big example is in Pen Pennsylvania. Uh, he endorsed Mastriano and Oz. Both of those candidates actually lost. Um, and that was a big setback. It's actually a setback for the Senate, but it's actually a setback for Pennsylvania. You know, I was traveling through Pennsylvania last week, and I can tell you, um, people are not happy with what's going on, but they weren't happy with Mastriano as a Republican candidate. They said he was too far right, too extreme. So you can see uh, many of those Republicans had told me they were going to vote uh, for the Democrat, and the Democrat ended up winning. Uh, they were rejecting the far right, extreme right, I should say, candidate who still was out there touting that. And 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 uh, one of his, the big things he said was that if he gets elected, uh, if he doesn't like the way the voting ends or, the, or elections are done, he's going to disqualify them all. Well, that's not something a governor has the power to do. And uh, he was he was going around saying that he was going to disqualify the 2020 election. These are the kind of things that I think hurt Republicans uh, in uh, in Pennsylvania because many people turned away from him and then went to the Democrat uh, governor candidate. The other problem is uh, Oz also endorsed by uh, former President Trump. He never lived in Pennsylvania, and people are not happy. Uh, when that occurs. So there was a culmination of things that occurred in Pennsylvania that shows you that Republicans have to be careful. I mean, Republicans should have won Pennsylvania. Uh, there was a great Republican candidate in the Senate that lost in the primary. Uh, and uh, there were also, there was also a great Republican candidate, Lou Barletta, that lost in the governor's race in many reasons because uh, former President Trump did step in and endorsed both Oz and Mastriano. So that's going to be a setback for the president. Um, Kerry Lake in Arizona, depending on what happens there, uh, will be a setback because, you know, that was a big endorsement for him as well. Um, he did endorse a tremendous amount of candidates throughout the country. Many of them were expected to win, though. Uh, he did get a big win in Ohio with J.D. Vance. Uh, so that's a positive form, but that'll be a big announcement next week as well. Uh, we'll see if he's going to step up and run in 2024. Well, again, I want to thank you all for being with me this evening. Uh, we're going to continue to have uh, discussions about our future, uh, mega movements. We're going to have discussions about making America great. We're going to have some great guests, media personalities. Uh, we're going to be talking about issues uh, we're going to be talking about ways we can continue to move our country forward. Let's face it, this election uh, was not that tsunami, uh, but we made some strides, and what we need to do is continue to make more. So I look forward to uh, talking to you again real soon. I look forward to having lots of guests and opportunities for you to learn about what we're doing nationally, what we're doing at the state of Ohio. Uh, but make sure uh, you follow us at americangreatnessfund.com or americangreatnesspack.com. And also, uh, you know, on Jim Renacy's Facebook account, we're going to be continuing to move this, uh, uh, this message and this movement forward. So I want to thank you. This is Jim Renacy, chairman of the American 
greatness fund. Look forward to seeing you in the future. Thank you again. God bless you. God bless this great state. And let's make America great again and make that movement move forward across this great country. 